This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kind. This is the series with Lee Ackerman and Sunil Srivastava about rolling out test-driven development in an entire enterprise with only one technical coach. Thanks, Lance. Uh, Lee Ackerman, consultant by trade. I like to joke, I see myself as a digital ecologist of late and just really trying to look at the, the larger ecosystem and how things fit together. And whether it's agile, DevOps, my current day-to-day, we're actually launching a digital studio, which I'm excited about. But kind of across all of these threads is a focus and passion on learning and digital learning and how we use technology and thoughtfulness to help people learn and succeed because things are changing faster than ever. Thanks, Lance. Uh, my name is Sunil Srivastava. I really like that di- dynamic. By getting the senior technical leadership that's already on the team involved on on the coach's side and taking some ownership was really super helpful. Because in the past, the, the other operating model is the, the trainer shows up, and maybe it's a trainer coach. So the trainer shows up, does some training, then does some coaching. Sometimes those senior guys would kind of be like, you know, they would be like undecided or even against. And, and you knew, or I knew, when I left that team, there was going to be an uphill battle for that team to adopt it because the, the senior guy was probably going to influence some of the other direction, whether management wanted them or not. So it was a misalignment built in. But in this relationship, by making them accountable for helping to deliver coaching by becoming a coach, and then spending more time with them one-on-one or in a small group setting with other senior people, it created this uh, more, um, hey, we're, we're all in this together, and we're all going to help our teams learn TDD. And, uh, and also, th- they got involved in a code review context, which is something they should have been doing anyhow. But I found that some of them were kind of not very good at giving feedback feedback and, and that was surprising as well. So anyways, the, the, we were improving them on multiple levels, not just with TDD, but in the ability to give feedback back to the respondents of those katas. So so the kata system created the, had the learners do something and then had the other new piece of the, the of the system, the, 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 the new coach, give feedback. And then the traveling coach who was there gave feedback to the learning coach on, on how to give better feedback. So, so that was really powerful. They create a lot more alignment. So I want to add one thing on that, Lance, where I, I love that you highlighted that feedback is a competency. And talking about the giving side, and I, I like to talk about that, you know, good teams don't happen by accident. There are team competencies. And one of them is the ability to give feedback and to the flip side to receive feedback and act on it. Right. And you, right. We, we were able to exercise both sides of that equation where you know we're getting people comfortable giving feedback but then also receiving and acting on it and it it will you know irregardless of it being tdd is starting to build better teams yeah that was very important right i think uh, adopting and uh, understanding that one of the key benefits is faster feedback team members really got onto that and uh, were able to adopt and uh, practice effectively lance what what other learnings or the takeaways did you have when you were engaging with the teams? That's the one I remember the most because that was the biggest difference of operating as a coach trainer was uh, making the client part of the delivery model. And we did that because of the what Lee was talking about was the constraints around scalability. The older delivery model would have been, well, hey, client, hire more coaches. That was the solution. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this case, I think it was actually a better strategy 
you could still scale up with more coaches, professional coaches, but really I think it's important to have the technical leadership within each of those teams uh, put some skin in the game because uh, that'll help the adoption. Yeah, and so plus, this- I think from your sustainable, right? Right. I think making it sustainable, it was important to have uh, ingrown in-house coaches because external coaches and trainers will go away at some point. Hopefully they go away. And over, over here, we were planning on them <laughs> in the good way. <laughs> you know? It depends so, if their jokes are good. If their jokes are good, we keep them a little yeah, longer. <laughs> but the, we, we, I, I believe, uh, Lee, that we were operating from the belief or the process was that the sooner we make ourselves irrelevant, the better, right? You know, you, you use sustainment and I like that. And also self-sufficiency. It's so important. Like th- that is success is that you guys are, are on your own, right? And um, continue learning and growing. I'd say it reflects poorly if you're always dependent on the coach. Yeah. Uh, so su- that is success where is I, self-sufficiency. I those- so the, the other technique that was introduced was the idea of a dojo. And so not to the full amazing things that Target has introduced with their six weeks uh, with dedicated space where they do some amazing stuff with their dojos, but the, the same idea where there's a dedicated safe space for learning, traditional dojo school kind of thing, but it's not the classroom like we started with, where you have your half day or multiple days. And so in the dojo, in this case, the way it was set up was it, it, it was just a couple few hours and bringing the team together, both the coach and the apprentice coach, and using some of the sample problems again, or some of the work problems, do some uh, round robin pair programming, where kicked off with the coach and, and one of the students, pairing up, development screen projected on the wall, everybody can see it, they can hear the discussion, the thinking, and following TDD, writing tests, getting some feedback, learning together, and having the coach rotate out pretty quickly, so got them going, because it's a little unfamiliar. You know, who wants to be first? Everybody moves to the back of the room. But, you know, <laughs> get people feeling comfortable with this model of interacting and learning together, and then kind of fade into the background a bit and be more facilitator versus sage on a stage and being the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> and here again, the goal was to get people practicing. And by the way, introducing them to pair programming and the idea that you can talk through these things. And so that became another really strong complementary piece. So now we've done a classroom piece, we've done the katas and the dojo, and they're all spaced out a bit. There's been a lot of interaction between the coach and the apprentice coach, and everybody's had a chance to practice in a classroom, on their own, and now in pairing. And it became a really nice way to continue to show that ongoing learning. We're able to scale some, and really start to have an impact with people practicing and and living this new approach. Are you interested in getting your organization to adopt test-driven development? Do you wonder what TDD is and would like an introduction as to what value it brings you? Are you a developer who does TDD, but are frustrated by trying to get your management to understand why it's a valuable thing? Go ahead and go on to Google and search for TDD Gurus webinar and see when the next TDD webinar is scheduled for and go check it out.
We've got some super delicious goodies in the show notes. If you got a podcast player, just pull them up. It's quite simple. If you're using your PC, go back to the webpage where you downloaded this episode and you will find the notes right there on the webpage. What's in the notes? There's a link to Lee Ackerman's paper about this experience of scaling tech coaching and how it was discovered through sensing and probing. There are also several links to some past Agile Thoughts episodes about TDD Gurus, the system for scaling tech coaching, and about test-driven development in general. So if you're a manager or a developer or some any kind of development team member, you will be interested in, in those. And there's our world-famous, yes, seriously, folks, world-famous test-driven development audio drama. Check it out. And... It's been translated into Mandarin and it's playing in China at this moment on Shimalaya FM and uh, Liju FM, as well as being available on the Mandarin edition of Agile Thoughts called Mianjie Li Nian. Next episode, more Sunil Srivastava, Lee Ackerman, and I talking about scaling tech coaching across this enterprise. This is about doing TDD across a large organization. And if another large organization knocks on either of your doors and says, hey, we want to do a TDD transformation of some kind, is there something you would do differently now that you've learned these things? 